0: Chat in your comments and questions, and um, we'll we'll stay on at the end uh, to uh, answer those. And, and I'll be monitoring them as we go along. So, last week, right, we talked about making, and uh, we also talked about the loss aversion. And I think this is really important. That's why I'm coming back to it again. Uh, you know, uh, just going out and uh, looking for food was dangerous. Um, or when uh, um, but but generally our status quo bias is so important that we isolate that okay and we put it in a box and we save it until we need it but generally we don't need it okay status quo bias is super important for us to go to the next step the future is being open and aware to possibilities uh, and outcomes because they actually already exist we just we just haven't picked which one we want yet right so so they're already floating around out there It's just a matter of where our attention goes to to meet up with one of the future outcomes, uh, you know those types of things right so so we're we're wired for survival so if we did not have the status quo bias pick a number 10 15 20 30 40,000 years ago 100,000 years ago as a species we might not have made it actually because what we were constantly looking for was safety and shelter but well, we don't have all those threats around us anymore well you know mostly right what do we what do we have today well we have you know, in-laws and bosses and social media and, you know, co-workers and all these different, you know, traffic and all these different things that are kind of threats, but most of them really aren't mortal. Um, and so we don't really have to operate in a status quo bias anymore, but we still do because it's really how we're wired. It's in our, gen- it's in our, our DNA, right? It's just genetically, we've evolved that way. But if we're aware of it, then we can put it aside. So it's important, this is why I wanted to bring this up again. So it's important to be able to self-diagnose that when you are in a status quo bias um, mode, if you would, uh, that you recognize it and then ask the question, should I be in a status quo mode or does it not really fit here? Is it just what I'm used to doing because I'm wired this way because I've brought up this way, whatever the case may be. So um, I really want you to think about your status quo bias and be aware of it. Because you really can't crack open, okay, unless you can manage this. It's not to say that, you know, if you're walking down a dirt road in the middle of the night with no flashlight in the woods, I don't know why you'd be doing that, but say you were, right, well, okay, yeah, I'd be paying attention to what's going on. Being around strange people were dangerous. That, you know, loss aversion is that as a species, Uh, We have a bias towards the status quo. And a bias towards the status quo is, you know, what that means is that we feel safer in the space that we know, okay? Which means we're going to be more apt to want to stay here. Now, this goes all the way back to uh, more formidable times in our development when always, and that's a really important thing to understand because we can get lulled into thinking that everything's gonna be the same. So here's the thing about routine. Routine is good in many ways. The one thing we have to be careful about routine is routine dulls the mind. So, you know, good health, uh, good relationships, exercise, sleep, you know, all those types of things, right? Those those, those are good, anything that fosters that type of routine. But other routines will really dull your mind. So. Go from status quo, right, the status quo bias into, into uh, routines that develop the mind, and, but you got to remember, though, everything is in a state of movement. Everything is in a state of change, always, 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 always. So even the most secure place that you are, okay, it might be secure for that moment, which is great, but always be understanding that it's, it's evolving and it's in a state of change okay so that's hermetic principle of vibration everything's always moving um so uh we know the future's coming so why don't we just embrace it like why like why do we just hold on to um the things that we know so dearly right and and not to say that it's bad but that everything does evolve right so so why why don't we embrace that things will be different five years from now, two years from now, a month from now, a week from now. Why why don't we want to embrace that, okay? And and kind of um, the reality of it is you can uh, put it off uh, for a while. And then we also talked about the hermetic principles. And uh, we talked last week about cause and effect. Uh, Today though, I want to focus on vibration, all right, third one from the top. And so uh, the principle of vibration, hermetic principle of vibration, it's basically that everything's always in movement. Everything's always in vibration. Vibration is movement. Uh, nothing ever rests. Everything's always moving forward. Always moving forward. So even the most stable of things or circumstances, okay, are always in a state of change. Always. Think about relationships with your parents or spouses, or think about your siblings, or uh, think about um, J.C. Penney. I was driving by J.C. Penney the other day, right? And they got a guy standing outside, 90% off, including all fixtures. Well, 50 years ago, J.C. Penney was part of, part of American culture, right? So everything is in a state of change always, and uh, like we're not going to stop that, right? Tomorrow's going to come, the day after is going to come, right? Everything's always in a state of movement. Uh, you can put off. I have here, you know, an appointment with the future. You can put it off for a while. There's no doubt about it. And um, people work really hard at that. And um, and you can put it off for a while if you if you work hard. And I found this graphic, and I I have butt with a S, parenthetically, because all I can see really people's head in the sand, and I can see their butts, so that's where that came from. Um, but it's many times harder um then our list is this big if we wait years like think about people with their health right i mean you know if you don't take care of yourself what happens okay well the list of medications you have to take or whatever it is you have to do exercise diet whatever it is instead of being this big it becomes this big it's pretty overwhelming and so that's what you want to avoid right you want to avoid having to work that hard okay uh when you can do just a little bit at a time and, uh, you know, people, we've all done it. We, we, will, we will all do it. I'll do it. Everybody will do it, okay? And everybody has done it. You know, they'll ignore certain things because you're like, eh, you know, I just don't feel like dealing with it. But the longer you're in that, you know, I don't feel like dealing with it mentality, okay, the harder it's going to be. You have to exert a lot more energy, like exponentially more energy, okay, to, to make that change curve. You know, change kind of runs, like think about it in a linear sense, Right? So change kind of runs like this. It's all like principles we're talking about, it's always moving, okay? Now the question is, are you intercepting change, okay? Or are you chasing change? And so think about, so they talk about like the change curve, right? Well, it's kind of the same idea. So where are you? Are you, you know, change is moving? Are you needing it here? And then are you needing it here? Or are you constantly chasing it? Because if you're chasing it, Right, you can catch up, but you're going to have to exert a ton of calories to get there over a longer period of time. Okay, so just just think about that. Am I intercepting change or not to create something new, you must make room for it by eliminating the old. So um, the ones who embrace the future have a vision. And and they've created a vision and like, like the um, musical group 38 special, you know, they kind of hold on loosely, but don't let go like they keep the vision, but but they're not gripping to it, right? And they're and they're keeping um, the bumpers of the vision, okay, kind of loose because other things might pop up uh, along the way. But they keep, but they keep that vision, okay? They kind of know where they want to go, but they're open to other opportunities, right? And and because you're not, and if you're ahead of the change curve, right, and we talked about the, the change line, if you're intercepting the change line, you have more opportunity, okay? Uh, to look around for for uh, what other things might pop up. But if you're ch- chasing it, okay, if you're chasing opportunity, all you're doing is you get, you're, you're generally going to be fixated on just catching up, right, because you're exerting all your energy just to catch up. So uh, I always like this con- concept. It, you have to make room for it. And, I, and, I, and, and so that's a whole other piece to it. It's not it's not, um, it's not this. It's not the old way plus the new way. It's parked the old way someplace else, right? And you make room for the new way, okay? And our, and our brains are like that. The way we operate is that way, okay? Our lives are that, that way. So, you know, if, if, if we want to focus on health, then I want to replace, um, you know, what I'm eating here for fruit. Um, if um, I want to learn something new, I want to learn a language, right? I've always wanted to learn a language. Um, I haven't figured out which one I want to learn yet but I always wanna learn a language. Well, I know if I'm gonna have make time to learn a language, I'm gonna to have to give up something over here to make time for it. So we always have to make room. And, and so you think about how change has occurred over the years, okay? And just take some of really basic things, okay? So to make room for the car, what had to go away, right? The horse and the buggy. Uh, what, what, what had to go away when cell, po- cell phones became popular? pagers. So, so you think about the things, right, that have to go away to make room for the new things, and it's the same thing in our lives, right? So, if we're wanting to crack open uh, on the change curve, and we want to make, and we want to be there, uh, so that we um, can make the most of the opportunities that we have, we have to be willing to get rid of some things. So, for instance, you know, to make room for new thinking. I have to get rid of the old thinking for uh, the new things by eliminating the old things. And you take a look at, at really almost everything around us, okay? Cable TV. I get rid of cable TV uh, three, four years ago, okay? What, what took the place of cable TV? Uh, a smart TV, and I just, I just get subscriptions to uh, my favorite uh, streaming channels, um, right? And so, so you think about it. It's really all around us about making room. right. So always be aware of the fact that we have to, we have to make room. And here's where we get overwhelmed. Okay. And um, uh, And we all are subject to this. So we get overwhelmed when we say, okay, I got all these things I used to do. And now I got to do more things on top of that. It's like, no, You're going to get overwhelmed and then you're not going to, then you're going to shut down. Okay. It's not that I got to do all these things that I used to do, plus these three new things i got to get rid of three old things to make room for the three new things. And hopefully the goal would be the three new things are going to be better for me than the three old things. And maybe the three old things were okay for me. Maybe they were okay, but i got three new things that, that, that are going to be even better for me, okay? So don't get trapped with thinking that it's, it's the old plus the new. It's not. It's maybe some of the old, okay? You bring some of the old with you but you want to make room for the new by letting go of some of the old. So let's do some comparative thinking. This is a comparative thinking chart. So if I'm open, all right, and I've got about another uh, uh, five minutes. Uh, If I'm open, my open thinking would be, um, I'll just jump in and get it done. And compare another one might be, I'm curious and I don't need to be in fear. And uh, another one is, this doesn't feel right, let me take a step back and observe, okay? As opposed to, if you look at the corresponding side, this doesn't feel right, I'm just gonna quit. And uh, another comparative thinking to being open is, um, I wanna be uh, generous and compassionate. Um, Fight or flight thinking, you know, is more like, kind of like a personal siege mentality, you know, where you're immediately, Um, retreating to where you're safe. Now, you know, where you're safe could be uh, just going home and watching TV. It could be calories, it could be liquor. Um, It could be, um, you know, type of behavior that you're familiar with, right? So whatever fight or flight means to you, it's different things for different people at different times. Um, Another closed mindset is that I have to take care of myself and survive, all right? So you move into survival mode, okay? That when you, when you feel yourself moving into survival mode, okay, that te- typically tends to be a uh, mindset of lack, lack of abundance. Uh, we talked about this as a fear rate, So I'm just going to quit. Um, <laughs> like next one is I, I, I know everything. I don't need to know anything else. But else do I need to know? Um, and then uh, the last one is Hey, I'm done. I'm over this. I'm, I'm moving on. So. Um, you know, these are good comparative thinking, right, about what what type of thinking uh, would be would lead to uh, more open outcomes and what would lead to more closed outcomes. So now let's talk about um, how to crack open your thinking. And so what we talked about before uh, with my 38 special um, quote, uh, you know, is hold the vision for what you want. You have to have some idea of what you want, okay? You don't want to grip on it and uh, you don't want to obsess about it, sure, okay? But you want to have a pretty good idea, right? About here's the direction I want to go and then be open. Um, these next ones I really like, because again, you know, we've all done it. Ask yourself, what's the worst that could happen if it doesn't work out? And then write it down. You have to write it down. What's the worst thing that can happen, all right? Um, and then ask yourself, realistically, uh, well, well, how likely is that to happen? And when you see what you wrote and then you ask the question about how likely it is, you're going to start laughing at yourself because the worst really rarely ever happens. So how many times have we said, uh, to ourselves, huh, that, that was not that. bad." So in our minds, don't forget, our minds are really, our egos and our um, you know, things like stats, code bias and all that, they're very clever and they're very powerful. And they'll create this web of things that could happen. And if this goes wrong, then this will happen. And then what happens if, if that goes wrong and then it's a cascading event and who knows what happens to me, I'm homeless or something, or who knows, right? Which your, your brain can conjure up all sorts, it's very creative, right? and um, conjures up all sorts of things. Um, and, uh, but really, like, hardly ever happens. I, I wouldn't even worry about it, whatever the worst case is. Uh, but when you're done laughing at yourself, cross it off, because it's gone. Once you physically write it, and then you drew, go put a line through it, it, it's gone. You've cast it off. Uh, next, then ask, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that will happen if I fail to move forward? What's the worst that will happen if I fail to move forward? Write that down. Then ask realistically, you know, uh, is that, how likely is that to happen? And when you're done panicking at this prospect, uh, then make a to-do list. So what you wanna say is, well, if I don't do this, what am I gonna lose? Um, understanding what you're not going to gain is more powerful than understanding than, than, than what your brain's gonna conjure up as the worst case. And then that's when you start to get a little panicky. make a list, write it down. And then I, lastly, um, Another perspective on it is that, um, um, and that can be that that's more panicky, because that's, because, you know, once we do something for the very first time, we have no experience with it whatsoever, but we've done it for the first time, right? We're 100% more experienced, so it really doesn't matter. Don't worry about how it comes out. We try to have it come out right, of course, right? But if it doesn't, don't worry about it. Because the very first time we do something, regardless of the outcome, we've, we've increased our experience in this regard, whatever it is, 100% at this new thing, once we've tried it, regardless of the outcome. I think that's a really good leveling perspective, right? Is that the outcome itself doesn't really matter as much as the experience I'm going to gain as I'm going through this because I'm learning. And then the next time I do it, I'm gonna, it's gonna be more familiar to me. And the next time it's gonna be more familiar and I'm gonna get better and better and better at it. So don't be afraid about trying things because you're always smarter after you've done something um, than um, by shutting, than opposed to shutting down and not doing anything. So let's see how we're doing for uh, chats here. Yeah, Allie, that's a really good comment, right? When, and Allie's comment is, uh, you know, when she was out recruiting and talking to other agents um, you know, she built up this in her mind that like, she didn't have nice enough space room. So she created, you know, an open space and ultimately they came, right? So yeah, your brain will come up with all sorts of, it, it, it's pretty amazing, really. And that's one of the reasons why at the end of an event, and, and it wasn't that bad, you're like, well, it wasn't that bad, right? It's because the reality basically proved your mind to be wrong. Yeah, learning, yeah, from, yeah, Ron, right, Day, learning is a daily experience, you know, I mean, we never, we never stop learning, and you know, one of the things that we're doing as an organization, right, is that we're, we're heavy into a learning mode right now, you know, you guys, you know, the agents are getting uh, weekly doses of learning, you know, with our headliner series, uh, the sales directors are in a program with Matt Far right now. Um, and then uh, the sales directors and the support specialists will be going into a program in December. And so, you know, we're all learning at multiple levels, right? So we're, we're learning, you know, we're learning uh, at an agent level. We're learning for at support, support specialist level. And we're learning at a manager's level because we have to build our capacity, right? So cracking open is about building your capacity right? and not being afraid of that. Yeah, Allie, right. Every day is a school day and everyone's a teacher. Uh, Sarah, yeah, build it and they will come for sure. You want to hold that vision. A quote from Ed Rodolphy's mom. Okay, so that's what we got uh, for the week. And, um, you know, for this Monday, I hope you guys have a great week. And uh, I think we're going to continue this uh, theme, I think, into next week. And if you've got any questions or comments, though, you guys, you know where to find me. Please uh, feel free to reach out. You're all amazing. Have a great week. Oh, oh,